that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Cameron Wooly Show. Across from me is Ming Chen. What's up, everybody? And I am Cameron Wooly. Head of the New York Giants uh, fan club, headquartered here at a shared universe podcast studio. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Cameron Wooly. Uh, somebody's happy. Holy shit. Wow. What's going on here? Tell me wow. what's going on here. Wow. What? Wow. What? What's going I, I I can't explain this. Are we in alternate dimension? Maybe. Are we, are we in the upside down? What is going on here, Cameron Woolley? Okay. Tell me. What happened was the Giants somehow with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Went in to Seattle and stunned the Seahawks to hold serve with the name redacted for the first place lead in the NFC East. Screw you, Pittsburgh. By the way, the one time you don't cheat death. This is a, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But the eight and okay. three Seattle Seahawks might I wow might I mention. going in this game. Okay, let me just say right now. At what's what's their place called? Yeah, uh, right. Not Safeco Field, but it's not. I don't think it's Century Link anymore. What, I, whatever it like, is, like I, I don't know. The, this place that gets really loud. They went into the, their house they, and they beat them down, um, and they won by inches, which we'll get to. But <laughs> man, that. New York Giants seventeen, CLC Seahawks twelve. How happy are you? I, How in disbelief are you? This is the biggest Giants win since 2016. There is no denying that. Because there hasn't been a lot of winning since 2016. It's been a joke. (laughs) Ever since 2016, ever since that year, ever since the bull party, they've been a laughingstock. Absolutely. And now all of a sudden, they start one and seven. They're dead in the water. I think they're dead to rights. I think, oh my God, Joe Judge, the hard-ass head coach with the young team, they're about buying a new philosophy. Then they lose then, their, you know, the, the, the arguably one of the best running backs in the league. Lose him, and then and then, something, then somehow something, something clicked. I don't know. I don't know what happened. There was there was a solid foundation there throughout the one and seven run because remember they were losing those games by less than, a touchdown yeah, or less. Yeah, less than three. Uh, less than three like points. They were a couple point. of stupid Daniel Jones fumbles away. As of right now, there are a couple stupid Daniel Jones fumbles away from being like like seven and five or even eight yeah. and four. Yeah, and one and two legit. point conversion away. Yes, yes, we were there. We've been with them every week. If you want to, if you want to talk what if scenarios, uh, the Washington football team if they converted that uh, two points to beat us the first time around. Or if they just went for the PAT instead of going for two, which I didn't get that decision. Sure, and then add in a little Boston Scott magic, and then, yeah, I then mean, who knows little, what could okay, happen? Okay, right? I don't want. I don't want to journey into the NFL right now. <laughs> okay, I I don't like all okay. What if scenarios are for half of an episode to take sure. up? But let's just talk about what happened. Okay, I just like to say first off. Beating Russell Wilson in Seattle is some serious shit. It's big time. That Russell Wilson is big time. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. No doubt. At home, he's nearly unbeatable. Absolutely. 
And the Seahawks, as of right now, um, or going into that game, had the third best scoring offense in football. And right. Russell Wilson was in the running for MVP. The Giants single-handedly knocked him out, right. for one. Yeah. But they stonewalled him. You don't just hold Russell Wilson to 12 points in his own backyard. No, if you do that, you're going to win. And roll your eyes at that. Yeah. You don't simply roll your eyes at this. I'm, I'm not rolling anything, man. Dude, this is incredible. This it, is nothing short of incredible. It really is. Although it didn't start out that way. You, you. So, well, well, it started out. It started out really weird because it was five nothing at halftime. Yes, and, and as you said, a game of inches. It that that block punt doesn't roll as far as it does. It was two inches out of bounds, my yeah, friend. Yeah, two two inches, inches out of bounds. Yeah, if, thank you for looking that up. I didn't even consider that. But if the groundskeeper maybe didn't cut the grass that short that day, if I don't know, if uh, maybe the moon's gravitational pull wasn't as strong as it was that day. Yeah, maybe maybe if it was just I don't know, check, check the farmer's almanac for that one. But. Right. If maybe you know somebody didn't breathe the right way, <laughs> it may have stayed in that end zone. The butterfly effect, you know, something uh, something might have happened. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Champions League is going on right now. Something might sure. have happened over there. That was crazy, and I don't. I can't even remember the last time this year I saw a block punt. To be honest with you, so well the maybe that, you probably remember because well, you. Oh were, yeah, I, the Giants have probably had a punt blocked once or twice this year. I don't know, but this was amazing. Anyway, so let's uh, let's make a quick little summary. Um. Uh, first first quarter, um, Seahawks go up three nothing. They kick a field goal. Yeah, first drive, like, kick a field and, goal. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, that they're in this blocked punt. Um, I'm gonna skip the Colt McCoy interception. It's just another off the hands of Evan Ingram pick. It wasn't even McCoy's fault. No, not at all. And, not at all. It was deflected. It was deflected. Like, it was, then, or yeah, you know, it, it was a bounce. Yes. Like, and then that blocked punt. Made it made it five nothing, which I'm, which even though it's like oh my god, such a bad play, such a demoralizing thing to happen to you, but then at halftime, next thing you know, after all of that, it's only a one score game, right? And then, um, third quarter, um, a few minutes go by, and then, um, Wayne Gallman. Just, uh, I, I, let's give a let's give a hand to him. For oh this yeah, game. for sure. Wayne Goldman, absolutely. Wayne Goldman again. Took off, again, man. I've been saying he he's been running with a purpose. You know what I mean? What he has been running hard. What and has he, gotten into like him? A, and he had a sixty-yard well run blocking. That's what happened. The offensive line started to function as a unit. Andrew Thomas stopped being a swing door. And instead, turn into a brick wall. So uh, maybe, maybe that helped. Okay, maybe just a smidge. Maybe I, I have a clue. I, I love it, man. So that maybe I have a clue. But then on that drive, next thing you know, it's Colt McCoy handing it off to Alfred Morris. What year is this? What, he powers where, through for the touchdown. Where did Alfred Morris come from? He's been on the team for a, a couple weeks. I don't know. He's uh, alleviated from the practice squad. He's been on the team the entire winning streak. So, okay, that, that's good. 
Alfred Morris. Uh, Alfred Morris has not scored a touchdown since 2018. Uh, that, that was a stat. I, I can't think of a more convenient time to score and, score and, uh, and, your first touchdown in two years. And, and not only did he did he score one touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, you scored two touchdowns. It was a nice little play action on a flat. And then Colt McCoy just kind of dunked it in there. Dunked it in there for a touchdown. Next thing you know, it's 14-5 Giants. In the third quarter. And then Graham Gano kicks a field goal. Holy shit, 17-5 Giants. Right. And you're, yeah, be like, what's, what's going like, on I'm, here? I'm stunned. You gotta be out of your mind at, at this, this point. At this point, I'm stunned because I'm like, oh my God, going into this game, I thought the Giants were going to get like, creamed. I thought they were going to get castrated. Right. 24 3 at this I thought, point, maybe. I, like, I'm going in, it's like, okay, Colt McCoy going in. I'd be happy if the Giants made it a game. Right. Wow, you're so, right. Look at that blocking. Wow, he just took off, man. We we're watching the Wayne Coleman. Uh, yes, dude, look at that blocking. Okay, wow. let's do it. Okay, camera Molly film analysis. Go back to the. Okay, let's go, go back, back to the beginning of it. Go back to the beginning. Okay, here. so. Okay, so hands it off. Right, Next, you know, perfect swing by the left, wow. by the left side of the offensive line, and then that gives them the whole Wayne Gallman. He's running. Turns he's, on the Jets. He's got and then, holes to run through. Dude, he's got holes no around These him. are legit holes. These aren't just little cracks and crevices. This, They're this holes. Is, this is insane. Look at look at how much just daylight he's that. got here. Look at that, dude. Just he's got guys Shane Lemieux and Andrew Thomas. Hats just, off that him. was a perfect, perfectly executed swing to the left. Perfect. Hats off to them. Perfectly executed. There's a lot of. I'm seeing a lot of single back twin tight end sets. Now I'm seeing the Giants run out of, and they're running with confidence. Do you know what I mean? They're running with confidence. It's so clear. Like, you know when you look at the last scrimmage, and I'm a fan. I'm not some kind of film analyst. I'm not some kind of... Like, I'm not not, not some kind of offensive coordinator. Right. I'm not a coach. However... You, you can look at the line of scrimmage. You can look at a pre-snap. Like, you know, when the quarterback's on their center... You can tell it's okay. They're running it here, right? And then when you have a good offensive line, and you and it's so clearly, obviously telegraphed, it's like, yeah, we're gonna run it right here. And you know where they're gonna run it, and then they run it there, and next thing you know, they get a few yards. And, and that is what a good offensive line can do for a football team. Right. And I've been killing to see this for years. This is just hard-nosed, good old fundamental football that we are seeing on the offensive side of the ball. And by the way, Wayne by the Gallman, way, um, 16 I have carries, a, 16 carries, 135 yards. 135 he yards. does this he every game. Like they're going to win. He runs. He, I'm telling you, man, he's running with a purpose. He's running. He's running hard. He is feeling it. I he's love running it. Running well. And Alfred Morris, he's running the ball in. He's catching the ball in. He's he's, he's doing he's, great. He's he's been he he did his job. He did his job. Um. The total rushing yards for this game for the New York football Giants, 190 rushing yards against the third best run defense in football heading into this week. That's great. Can they keep this up? Can they keep this up? They've been running really well. They have been. They've been running really well. And I guess that's what you need to do with a a quarterback who's not going to win you a lot of games. And 
I, it's working. It's working. It's good fundamentals. You establish a run game. Next thing you know, that opens up the play action. Yeah. When the when the defense respects the running game, that opens up so much with the play action. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because if they're running well, they stack the box. <laughs> right. And then if they stack the box, next thing you know, you've got Darius Slayton one-on-one with a scrub corner with only one safety up high with maybe Evan Engram matched up. Maybe that safety up high is matched up with Evan Engram. And then the play action, everyone baits to the run. So that safety up high, next thing you know, he comes in a little low. He has to cover Engram. Yep. And then all of all of a sudden, the play action, everyone bites, and then that opens up so many avenues. Yep. I've always been a fan of the play action pass, but to have the play action pass available in your playbook, on your menu. Right, and have the other must have the other team fear it. You must establish a run game, and that's what the Giants have done. Now that's enough for the offense. Let's get to the real let's, yes, reason let's, the Giants won this game. Oh my God! This defense. What can we say about this defense? Again, they smothered Russell Wilson. Smothered him in yes. his backyard. Yes. Which this is tough for a team like the San Francisco 49ers and LA Rams to do. The New York Giants did this. Yeah. Seamlessly. On on the travel, jet lagged probably. Oh, but for sure, yeah. They're all jet lagged and jet lag, COVID restrictions, and all this stuff. They're, yeah, they're probably jaded as hell. Right. And there there was so much good from this game. I don't and and um something that you gotta notice. I remember I had I had a chat with my dad about this. Um like uh like yesterday or a couple days ago, we were talking about talking about the game and we were and we were talking about how they played um Russell Wilson, you know that roll out of the pocket, they played that perfectly. This if when Patrick Graham is going out scouting for head coaching jobs, which I'm sure at this point it's a guarantee that he's not staying with the Giants uh, for long. Okay. But when you look at this game and what they did to stifle Russell Wilson with the, the this is okay. Tell me if you've ever heard this in your life. Okay. And this isn't one of those jokes. Oh, tell me if you heard this. All right, put this it on. This is a me. legit tell me if you ever heard this. Tell me if you've ever heard the Giants successfully run a QB spy slash contain play. <laughs> I've not I've not heard that, no. So, yes. When running quarterbacks that scamper out of the pocket typically kill the Giants. Right. They they played it perfectly. And there were guys making making plays on this defense. Nico Lalos was undrafted. He was making plays. He recovered a fumble. Carter Coughlin was a seventh round pick. Tay Crowder, who had a sack in this game, yep. was Mr. Irrelevant. Jabril Peppers, who had a sack in this game and a few passes defended, yep. was seen as kind of a weird chip in the Odell Beckham trade. Now, all of a sudden, he's making big plays. 
Logan Ryan was a cheap end of summer signing. Now he's leading pre-safeties in NFC Pro Bowl voting. Isaac Yadam, where the hell did this guy come from? He's suddenly silencing Tyler Lockett. Yeah. And James Bradbury, what else can you say about him? Yeah, DK Metcalf, look up DK Metcalf's uh, numbers from this game because this is probably the best game that our receivers had against Bradbury all year. And that's not really saying anything. Okay, look at the Seahawks. Look at the Seahawks stats. DK Metcalf had five receptions for 80 yards. Eh, I mean, I thought he was held to a lot less, but but I mean, hey man, he didn't end up in the end zone. He didn't end up in the end zone. And he held him to five catches. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm cherry picking, but and, again, uh, Bradbury. And I don't want to take credit, but uh, we've been talking about Leonard Williams a lot. And oh, ever yeah, since we started, the, the New York Football Giants defense registered five sacks, two and a half of them from former Giants top off secret stash guest Leonard Williams, who had the big play on the final drive on third and ten to force third and eighteen. And he, okay, can I just say something really funny? Ask, yeah, Seattle brought in Chad Wheeler in the fourth quarter. And I think, like, the first, like, drive he plays on, he gets absolutely bulldozed. Here we go. Okay, so we're watching a, the Larry Williams huge play, third right and now. ten, four, fourth quarter. In 53. giant territory, Larry Williams Bam. blows through. Yeah. And sacks Russell Wilson. Yeah, Huge. Huge. That was the biggest Giants defense in play in years. Huge. Now, you know, we'll, and okay, we'll, let's look at this little stunt play. And we'll bring that, this up later. There was another team that was almost in the same position that got burned and lost the game. So okay, we'll, talk we'll about get that later. to that later yeah, because that was hilarious. Okay, but Leonard Williams gets the sack. Gotta love him. Okay, let's look at the uh, Giants defensive highlight package but as they're showing the replay of the nice little stunt play that they ran. Look Again, at number there 99. Were of, just there running, were a lot of great just, plays. Just, there were just, a lot of great plays that Patrick Graham ran to, um, uh, you know, kind of confuse the offensive line. Right. And uh, we're looking at another Leonard Williams. Got another Leonard Williams sack. Like, look at this. Look at this. They were dropping a bunch of guys. Still back look at, in look the at that spin move. That spin move. Look at that. that what did he lose? Like twenty yards on that play? Dude, and, he was. Uh, he had. He had nowhere to throw. He had nowhere to throw. Also, a guy I forgot to mention: Darnay Holmes, fourth round pick, got his first career interception. Nice. And Tay Crowder again, Mister Irrelevant, suddenly emerging as a starter. Carter Coughlin, haven't heard this guy's name all year. Seventh round pick out of Minnesota. And I believe the nephew or great nephew <laughs> of Giants legendary head coach Tom Coughlin. Yes. He registered a couple of big plays in this game. He pressured Russell Wilson on a couple of those crucial plays, including one on a big fourth down. Uh, this is Alfred to, Morris's first touchdown since 2018. All right, he's showing that on the on the screen. Just <laughs> I, some solid I, I, run blocking. Yeah, I, I I had to give I give it up. Two years, my friends. Two, two years. years. Two years two for years. Alfred Morris. Probably I've always even... liked Alfred Morris. I remember he was a beast in Washington, and in Dallas he was a pretty good number two to Zeke. Yeah. Alfred Morris, I've always trusted him as a as a good back. And uh, I'm sure the uh, the final the fourth final and eighteen play, fourth and eighteen he's pressured Russell Wilson Wilson's rolling around nothing. he's looking for lanes looking and looking and then he just heaves up a prayer yeah, into did, 
Did you see who got hit by it as he threw that ball? <laughs> oh, oh, who else? Who else, everybody? Here, Former we'll Chance, Top Pop, Secret we'll Stash guest, Slayer Williams. They're rolling around. Russell Wilson rolling. Like, wait a rolling, minute. Rolling, I'm just going to go Dustin, in. Oh, yeah. No, that was BJ Hill. That was BJ Hill, Hill yeah. That was. <laughs> but just what a great defensive work of art. Because <laughs> that's what it is. A good game plan in football is a work of art. Right. Would, you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. A good, de- a good game plan in football is a work of art. You know, when you when you watch the film, you study the guys. Then you look, you see, you look for cracks. You look for crevices. You look for little. You look for little locks, and then you try and then you make the keys for those locks in the film rooms, and then you talk to the guys and you get them all prepped up. Yeah, and, we do that. But if you and it was if great. you don't, execute. Patrick Graham did this perfectly, and the players executed that perfect plan they, they did. perfectly. That um, was. Amazing. As a result, they win the game against a very formidable re- opponent. Really? God, Re- this, uh, this is the I biggest it, Giants. Man. This is the biggest Giants road win in God knows how long. Can they keep this momentum and move it forward? Is my well, question I mean, they're you. playing the Cardinals, who have been very sus. Very, very sus. Red is sus, everyone. Yes, red is sus. Red is sus ever since that ever since that Hail Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Ever ever (laughs) since that big Hail Mary. They've been they've been extremely sus. Uh, they have lost three. They're one and four in their last five. So very winnable game coming up. Extremely winnable. Especially Extremely. You know, and if we could put points on momentum, yeah, the the Giants have it in spades right now. Absolutely. This was a team that looked dead in the water weeks ago. I was screaming about how Daniel Jones was a disaster, about how Dave Gellman needed to be fired, and all this just needed to burn down, and we needed to start from scratch again. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but... um. Jeez, what was I about to say? Oh, Daniel Jones, he's coming back this week? I'd, I'd assume so. Okay. I'd like to think, although with Colt McCoy back there, they, hey. they haven't been bad. Hey. Hey. That he's not the vocal point in their offense. And even if no, Jones I mean, they, comes they, back, they he's not going to be so. the vocal point in their offense. And that's not going to be the focal <laughs> point in their game plan. The focal point in their game plan is going to be trying to find a way to stop Kyler Murray, which will... Which conveniently enough will take the same kind of game plan that they used against the Seahawks. Yep. You know, dropping a lot of guys in the coverage, not rushing too much. And then when you rush those guys, you try and run a lot of stunt plays. You try and crowd the box. And then, then you drop a bunch of those guys back in the coverage. You confuse the line, have them triple team one guy, leave one free rusher to come in and bring pressure. I feel like it's going to take that same exact kind of game plan, although I'm not taking anything for granted. <laughs> not at all. I'm not taking anything for granted. There's still a lot of questions that need to be answered. Like where this, where Daniel Jones, he can come back and, and perform as well as he did, or if, or if, you know, James Bradbury can rebound against DeAndre Hopkins, which very tall order, but this is James Bradbury. I'm confident in him. Very confident in James Bradbury. For sure. Wow. Well, I, uh, well I'm happy for you, first of all. The, yes. Oh, I, uh, my I like doing God. The, I like doing the show better when you're when the Giants win. When, I'm, not gonna when lie. I'm happy. Not going to lie. Although, you know, uh, um, 
it, you know, it's also funny when uh, you when, you're, when, when, they, when you're under extreme frustration as well. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, man, it, this is fun to watch, though. It's fun to watch. Yes. It's, always, it's great. It's yeah. good football. Yeah. Um, good and I have I to marvel though, man. Had that ball not roll out of bounds, would have been a tie. <laughs> would have been a tie game, and then who knows? Uh, who knows what would have happened? I, I mean, I would have put my money on the Giants though. If the, had they gone to say overtime, uh, not, I don't know, man. You give Russell Wilson the football. Good point. You give Russell Wilson that, dude. Trust me, man. Good point. But you know what? That's neither it's here nor there. It's not here, neither here nor there. Yes. The, yes. F- we're talking about reality. We're talking about what happened. We're talking about what happened in this time. We're talking about happened. what happened in this Earth. Right. Earth right. one. Or Earth. Um, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Six one six. In the Marvel on, universe, or yes, uh, Earth Prime, Earth. or yeah, whatever. Yes. Yeah, we're on. We're on Earth six one six. We are. The New York Giants won this game, and they have first they place. In the <laughs> NFC, five and seven, tied with the Washington Football Team. But again. They they swept them. They hold the tiebreaker. They, they hold do. serve them. So in reality, the Giants are one game ahead. Right. In reality, the Giants are one game ahead. So it's going to take the football team. And granted, the football team has a way easier schedule. Way easier schedule than sure. the Giants. And the Giants, they have the Cardinals, who, yes, very winnable. Right, then they have then, the Browns, right. which got flexed to Sunday then Night Football. Right, I don't I don't think they win that game against the Browns, which are their... Browns are good, man. Dude, they're good. Browns, Browns are good. The Cleveland Browns are good. And God, who would have thought coming into this year, the New York Giants and Cleveland Browns would have been a... Like a key game. A key. <laughs> prime time. A game yeah. flexed to primetime, kicking out the Cowboys and 49ers. Who would have thought that? <laughs> Who would have thought that, man? The NFL is a crazy world. Hey, man. Well, it's, also crazy 20, world. it's also 2020, man. Oh, uh, yeah, man. So, wow. It's also 2020. We got this? Israeli national security advisors saying there's a galactic federation. Yes, aliens are about to yes, invade you, yes, gentlemen. Aliens. aliens. I, I, I don't want to get to that. This is no. a sports podcast. Right, right. Although we can talk Star Wars, Star Trek. I sure. can talk this all day. Mang, oh, yeah. Mang, Lord knows I'll, how long. I'll talk, can talk. I'll talk Star Wars in my sleep. Um, well, I guess what's funny is uh, this could come down to week 17. Against the Dallas Cowboys. Right, which should, of course, be an easily winnable game. But, this is a, but again, these are divisional games. These are in the air. Mm-hmm. No matter how good or how bad team is. These are still up in the air games. The Giants definitely should beat Dallas. Good Lord, definitely. They should. Does it mean that they will? I don't know. Yeah. And the football team has a very easy schedule, so it's probably going to come down to Week 17. Granted, the Giants don't bottom out. Right. And finish 5-11, which I hope to yeah, God that I'm they don't. Still a quarter of the season left, basically, so... <laughs> yeah, but yes, there uh, is a quarter of the season yeah, left. But the, uh, hey, you, they couldn't look any. I mean, they could look a little better, but they look. You, you can't. They look great. You can't. These you guys can't act, look great. You can't ask for anything more right now. I this believe. is amazing, man. This is this is the best Giants football again I've seen since 2016. Yeah, whoever you know, maybe put a curse on all the other teams. 
whoever, you know, maybe did some kind of blood ritual. I don't know. If maybe somebody sold their soul. I don't know. Thank you. Something might happen. Well, thank you for whatever whatever that was. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, as always, I'll I'll be watching. So uh, we got Cardinals week 14. Um, I'm trying to look The Cardinals, very, very sus. We're going to... Let's say that they are extremely sus. Extremely. Extremely sus. Red is sus. Yes. Evented. I well, saw red vent. Well, that'll be good then. Then he keeps insisting that he was in electrical. Yes. Or uh, Which navigation. We all know that's all imposter. Or, or, or no, security. Nobody or, says navigation. <laughs> navigation. Everyone says either electrical because that's where all the tedious tasks are. Right. Admin. Because that's where they swipe the cards. And security, because most of the time, if you're in security, that just means you're checking the cameras. Right. So anyways, I'm, I'm not an Among Us strategist. No, I just kind of run around do, and, hey, I do my tasks. And, and, uh, and, I, and I fix the lights. And yes. I'm, and I'm good. Yes. And so um, is everybody else. Yes, the well, New York football giants. Um, yeah, Cowboy, very winnable game. Cowboys Bengals this week. What do you think about this? The three and nine Cowboys oh, against the two man. nine and one Bengals. Ah, uh, dude, we know, we know what it is. And you know, both teams really have no reason to win. Right, right we now. know what this is. This <laughs> where is it? Is Play a it. bona fide tank ball. <laughs> Thank you, urinating tree, former camera movie show cast urinating tree, for that glorious, glorious soundbite. Yes. Great episode this week in sports ball that launched. Uh, uh, urinating trees on fire week. right now. For uh, Cameron Willie Show alumni, urinating trees on fire right now. If you're not following him on Twitter uh, or watching his YouTube yeah, videos, his, I advise his, you to uh, do so. His Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the, uh, the, the, yeah, the name the, redacted. The, the name redacted team, yes. Yes, for uh, sure. that team. That team. God, who would have thought that the NFC East would have come down to a nail biter between <laughs> the New York Giants and the Washington football team? We well, this is why sports are great. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Um, uh, so bad. Which absurd matchups do you want to? <laughs> Good. Okay, okay. Um, let's just look at the obvious game that you're hovering over. I am. Um, let's go. And that this. you mentioned earlier, the New York Jets. Um, stay ahead Bro. in the tank for Trevor Lawrence. Bro, by doing by making one of the worst defensive play calls I've ever seen. <laughs> Okay, okay. Just look at that. Look at the replay. I am pulling. I have to wait for this egregious thirty-second ad because I knew God. everybody was going to watch this. Dude, nobody, so. come on, yeah, man. What? Nobody cares about the AT and T girl anymore. No. She was a meme for like five minutes. Right. It's uh, all right. We're, we're here's the ten second cut down countdown. But yes, what uh, and and I, <laughs> I, I think you jinx the Jets if you go back and follow Cam Willie Show on, on Twitter. Oh my God. I I I said that they were about the, to do the thing. Right. Yes. Okay. So pause it. Pause it for a second. Okay. Go back to the go back to the huddle. 
Okay, we're going the back to Cameron Woolley, the film analyst. Okay. How, let's see how many guys they have in that box. Pause it. It's they have one, two, three, four, five, six. six, seven. They have three low safeties within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Right. Okay, now if those safeties and that linebacker drop back in the coverage with 13 seconds left in the game, yes, then yeah, maybe that would have made sense. But roll the tape a little further. Okay. Here we go. There's the snap. Pause. These guys decide to run a zero blitz. With, Why? With 13 seconds left in the game. Why? And decide, okay, and roll the tape some more. And the, the, the Raiders, they block this Everything. perfectly. Look at, look at everyone's way, got everyone's. Because who the hell sends a running back downfield? And, and then Derek Carr steps up in the pocket because, you know, he's a good quarterback. That's yep. what good quarterbacks do. And then he throws it downfield. There's no safety. There's no safety there, by the way. <laughs> Sound from the zoom guest in this room. I don't know what to do. Oh. Yeah. Like, I tried everything. Uh, hold on. I'll take a look. Give me a second. <laughs> That's why I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So basically, they run a zero blitz with no high safety. To cover Henry Ruggs, who had hold up. Let me let me look up his forty time. Let me look up the forty time for Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs forty time. Okay, Henry Ruggs had a four point two seven second forty time, and he was matched up with some scrub corner, and to, to no surprise. This play ended up absolutely backfiring for the Jets. And and next thing you know, it's the touchdown Raiders. Jets lose. They go 0-12. And I laugh my ass off because this is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. And unsurprisingly, this got Greg Williams fired. Because I think this is the first time that, that a zero blitz was called. With less than 20 seconds left on the clock and and like the offensive team was at midfield and they needed to score a touchdown to win. Because, oh yeah, the, the Raiders were also down by four. So all the Jets needed to do was play basic prevent defense where they teach you that in Madden. When you play Madden, Ask Madden tells you to run prevent or man up three deep on this one. They tell you to run some variation of some tent umbrella coverage that goes at least 30 to 40 yards downfield. Because, oh yeah, the Raiders also had no timeouts. What kind of, in whose brain does this make sense other than Greg Williams? I'm a 16-year-old jackass who runs a fledgling podcast who has maybe 10, 20 viewers on a good week. And I could call a better play than this. 
what kind of embarrassment is that? And now t- the reaction I've seen from Jets fans is happy, but also sad because when when they're not on Twitter, they're probably in their in their living rooms, probably pissed off as hell because I'm not buying the facade I'm seeing from Jets fans saying, woo, we're 0-12. We just got gashed on a really easily preventable play. Woo, yay. Jets fans aren't thinking this. Let's get real. Come on, man. Jets fans aren't thinking any of this. They're thinking that they got gashed and they got embarrassed and the entire country is laughing at them for the 13th week in a row. In no world do Jets fans want to see this other than their public persona on Twitter. I'm just in the middle of a of a yeah. funny. Um, so funny. So, anyways, um, yeah. So basically, they had to, to summarize it for you, Ming. They had no safety up high, and they had some scrub corner matched up with Henry Ruggs, a first round draft pick who had a four point two seven forty. A guy who was notorious for running fast in straight lines. So and, and I, what? Okay, okay. Now they they run a zero blitz. Now what's wrong with this picture? I what's wrong with this picture? I'm. Listen, you know where the ball's going. You know where you gotta put your coverage, and they didn't do it. Why? I, I just I want to I want to ask why, but then I also want to ask you like, did they do this on purpose? No, they don't do it on purpose. These teams don't intentionally lose. They have a These lot at stake. They have a lot at stake if they win. Yeah, job security. Draft the draft, man. Okay. General managers are worried about draft choice. Sure. Head coaches and coordinators and especially players are not worried about tanking. Which I, I think um they, Trevor Lawrence somebody calls this defense and nobody else questions it. Somebody nobody's like, I nobody, don't think that's a good nobody, idea, man. Nobody objects. And nobody I know there's only thirteen this. seconds and it's unlikely that anything happens, but okay. why okay. would you but, say but you know what makes but you know what makes shit happen? Calling a zero blitz. Right. With 13 seconds so, left. So I gotta like I, this, leaving your corner, playing man coverage. Man coverage. This is suspicious. Okay, is what the, I'm the only way this could have been this could have been a worse play call is if he was playing press. Okay. The only way that could have been worse is if uh, whatever corner was matched up against him was playing press. <sighs> so weird. It, this this looks talk about sus, God. man. This looks sus to me. Like I don't care, man. Green looks this sus. Is just, I mean, while well, the Jets have been sus for... Well, I mean, the Jets have already been voted off the ship. Right. They've been voted off weeks ago. <sighs> this is awesome. Love this. And the Jets... The Jets... The Jets had the lead! The Jets had the lead! <laughs> yeah, they did. And they not only that, but they came from behind, too, so... They were down at one point twenty four thirteen. Come back to twenty eight twenty four, <laughs> and with three minutes left, I mean, even a basic defense should have prevented a four point lead. Yeah, any a basic defense should have prevented a touchdown. Third, I. But I said this. Ask Madden doesn't give you that play. Right. 
No, it won't because it's so absurd. Okay, you know when EA Sports knows what you're doing more than you, yes, then you have a problem. And it, unsurprisingly, it's in the game. And I'll say, it's I'll remind you, unsurprisingly, this got Greg Williams fired. Unsurprisingly, this got Greg Williams I mean, fired for good reason. Yes. Yeah, as I said, unsurprisingly, which I don't know. Like again, I said I'm a 16 year old kid who runs a fledgling podcast. Who yells and screams on Twitter all day. Sure. What? I am not an intelligent football mind at all. Sure. I've, yeah, I've never, that, I, I've never played football with a helmet on. We'll put it I, I've never played organized football in my life. Right. But <laughs> we, 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 we I can call infinitely better defense than that. And by infinitely better defense, I just click square. Right. And, it, it and it's just hits. some prevent. Yeah. It's just, it's I, I click triangle for Ask Madden. Right. And then I click square when it when it says either man up three deep or prevent. Right. Yes. You don't hit like all out blitz. Like you said, you everybody. don't you don't run engage eight on this play. I just what were they thinking, though? Like what what advantage do you have by I don't know. The, the, I, I cherry pick a lot from bad teams. I've been a Giants fan for years. I'm I'm a huge Devils fan as well. Sure. I cherry pick everything I can from bad moves. Right. But there's nothing. Like, have you ever seen there's such a blunder? That, there's nothing that justifies. Have you ever this. seen such a blunder? There's absolutely nothing that justifies this. No. Only the well, Jets can do this. Literally the Jets. Yeah. Well, they lost. <laughs> they're they're own twelve, and yeah, at this this point, <laughs> at the, yeah, thank, at, thank God the Knicks are in town because Steve Cohen bought yeah, the Mets, right? So they're we're out gonna, of the picture for New York Bull Cows, right? Yankees are the Yankees. Yankees are the Yankees. Giants are starting to turn around. Giants are starting to turn around. They might make the playoffs. The Jets. <laughs> The Jets, not so much. They're awful, and the Knicks. Well, they're they're the Knicks. We know everything about the Knicks, right? But yeah, dude, just no Earth is that play call the right play call? No. Well, and as we saw, yes, it didn't work out. So, and uh, no way. Yeah, well, the no. Jets get to go to Seattle this week. How about that? Oh, well, sweet, pretty nice uh, rebound game. <laughs> yeah, nice little rebound game. Nice little way uh, to regain your footing after you lose to Colt McCoy. How how bad do you feel if you're on that team right now? I thought, dude, I I feel like shit. Yeah, that's how I feel. And there's a way the situation can get worse. How so? Trevor Lawrence has another year of college he eligibility. Does. He does. If I was he him, can, he can say "f this" and not go to the Jets. Or so he can literally, or or maybe he likes a challenge. We don't know. Well, we or, or or how it could get worse. The Jets could draft Trevor Lawrence, right. and then he pulls an Eli Manning and requests a trade. Yes. <laughs> that that's the most likely that's, scenario, in my opinion, oh my because who in their right mind? Would would be drafted to this and openly say, "Yeah, I want to sign this it's, rookie it's deal." The train wreck is what you're going because you don't have to sign. You don't have to. It's optional right. to sign. 
there's a time where the, the rookie contract expires and you're a free agent. Yeah. And and then it's it's free game. Right. And go to whoever the hell you want. Yeah, for sure. So and probably make a lot more money too. Yeah. Well, poor got, Jets. Got the money that some um, hey man, at least you're not a, would be willing least, to at least now you're you're not a jet, to get him. At least you're not a Jet fan. Could yeah. be could be worse. Yeah, it's always least worse. We're not Jets fans, right? Um, I see where you're pulling up right now. Um, Des Bryant. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know if you saw this. Okay, but, Des um, Bryant, a guy who is notorious for not being able to catch things. <laughs> well, he caught he, he caught COVID nineteen. He caught COVID and tested positive. Just half an hour before kickoff, right on Tuesday night, and the NFL somehow allowed them to play this game. So right, but now um, somehow, somehow they're allowed. Uh, to play now, this. if I'm reading right, he's done for the season. He's just he's like I don't. I believe, uh, yeah, I, be, I believe it's. He said he's not playing. Yeah, he's not playing the rest. He's not going to play the rest of the season. He says he's done. <laughs> he's done. He's done. Yeah, doesn't want to do it. Which I, I mean, I guess I can't. I guess I can't blame him, but that uh, yeah, not good, not yes. good. This uh, so yeah, this freaking virus, man. Man, just so much screws people over. Yeah, I don't feel bad for Des Bryant. It's Des Bryant. <laughs> the guy was a former Cowboys wide receiver. He was a dick. Yeah, he uh, he wa- he really wanted to play against his former team though and show him up. And uh, wasn't to pull them from the lineup. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's like, uh, he tweeted, Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and call it a quit for the rest of the season. I can't deal with this. This Antonio Brown levels of, <laughs> of well, yeah, well, he didn't like throw a bike through a window or whatever, whatever. Yeah, he, AB didn't, did. he didn't throw a bike through a window, yeah. He was, uh, he's my point is, he's tweeting right. a lot. He stuff did, that he shouldn't be tweeting. He did about. throw a bike though, right? Not through a window. Yeah, he threw a bike. Of, I'm assuming he he threw a bike okay. at something or okay. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or he yeah. vandalized a camera with a bike. Possibly. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's Des Bryant for you, everybody. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Give it up for Des Bryant. Yeah. Uh I also don't know if you uh saw the big Michigan Ohio State game got canceled. Wow. Not, yeah, they were not. Dude. Basically. Um, that is. Basi- whoa. Um, yeah, basically, Michigan's got double digit exposures or infections. They don't have enough players, so they can't do it. And won't, Michigan and Ohio State won't play football for the first time since 1917. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for Michigan, it's uh, at least they can't lose now. Yeah, at right? least they. Yeah, at least they. And they I won't hate, lose pain, to Ohio State. That pains me to say it, but at least they won't lose. Uh, however, Ohio State has had three other games canceled because of COVID, and um, dude, dude, but you know they're still going to make the playoff. Well, you know, you know that the NCAA, you know that those writers, are, they're going to give them the Indian burn and. And to have them put Ohio State in the playoff, I'm, I I'm reading that might not happen. They set some kind of rule that said if you if you you cancel more than three games, 
that. Um, oh, please. You know they're going to bend yeah. the rules for Ohio That's State. what I was saying. They're going to bend the rules, definitely. That's what I was saying, but... Uh, and yeah, dude. Ohio State, Michigan, that's... Uh, that's huge, though. Good, well, again, that's also in a very big spot yeah, where, says, where COVID is... It says this, COVID's currently ravaging this, the Midwest This would make right them now. ineligible for the Big Ten title game. This cancellation, but oh, it, but they're gonna make the playoff right, anyway. Right, that right. they're gonna Still. make the playoff. They're they're gonna pull some kind of way because the NCAA, they're the most, they're one of the most <laughs> greedy organizations I, out I, there. I, I'm I, I I'm not doubting you at all. So <laughs> I'm not doubting you at all. But still, yep. um, but this is this is huge though, dude. This, this is Michigan huge. Ohio State. One of the They're, biggest, arguably the biggest rivalry in American sports. Nineteen seventeen. So it basically went through a couple of wars, um, you a, know, a couple of world wars, te- terrorist attacks, like a, a few, a, a few proxy wars. Yeah. So terrorist this is, attacks. Yeah. A cold war. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, the Spanish flu was nineteen eighteen, right? So yeah, they, they I, survived I that. Think. They played through that. Well, everyone played through the Spanish flu. Yeah, I guess so. so. But not this. So this uh, this should, you know, if you weren't aware of how big this virus is. <laughs> they, this, they saw and Russia, okay, we're going on the history references. They saw Russia try to implement democracy three times and fail. Yes. Yeah. But this, uh, yeah, this this stinks. I mean, I, I, I probably know what the outcome was, although we've had a couple upsets. I would have told, you know, always looking forward to this game every year. Uh, so this is sad, but. But, hey, dude, I figure as a Michigan fan, you just got to cut your losses and be like, hey, thank God. Pretty much. Still, you don't, you know, you don't want to, you, you hate to see this. You, you hate to see this happen, for sure. Absolutely. You hate to see this happen. So. um, The Big Ten Championship now. Yeah. It's, I know Indiana's going to be playing in it, right. for sure. Indiana's been playing their asses off. Right. Um, but yeah, and I, that kind of throws things into uh, yeah. Indiana six and one, so I would say five and zero. Oh. We um, then everybody else is, is it, would, it would be Indiana and Northwestern. Northwestern, yeah. Northwestern's five and one. Um, man, what a what a mess though. Uh, yeah, Michigan's two and four. So it, it would either be Indiana and Northwestern or. Indiana and Iowa. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, Wisconsin hasn't been. Yeah. Ohio State's uh, offense and defense are basically in domination mode right here, right now. So there, there, yeah, there wasn't great. There really wasn't a question of uh, what was going to happen there. They're they're, They're not going to play in the, they're not going to play in the conference title game, but they're going to make the college football playoff. Great job, NCAA. Once again, you know why the Big Ten Championship, they should have gotten a bye anyway. So it's like, all right, we'll just give it to you. They they just give it to them. (laughs) Like, come on. Absolutely, man. Come on. I mean, you know, do we need a crystal ball to see what the outcome would have been? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So that's, that's your college football. That's, that's pretty big, though. What? That's, yeah, dude. That's pretty big. That um, let's let's look at the AP rankings. Hold on, let's look at the AP rankings. We have some time to go. Go to the go to the college football link that you were. Oh, sorry. Um, yes. The, let's look at the AP rankings. Okay, the AP rankings. Number one, Alabama. Yes. They've been freakish. 
this year. Yeah, look at old Notre Dame, man. Look at them. Notre Dame, uh, Rudy University, 10-0, ranked right. number two. Yeah. And that ACC championship game against Clemson, the big rematch with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. There's always one college football game that nobody can afford to miss every year. Yep, this is it. This is it. This, this is, it. is the one. It's a, one game every year. I remember last year it was... It was um, uh, Alabama LSU. Yep. This year it's Notre Dame Clemson in the it ACC is. championship. Here we go. Oh, Buckle dude. up, everybody. That's going to be nuts. Grab your popcorn. We're in for a ride. Absolutely. This, uh, this, should, this should be good. And uh, that is uh, Dece- um, December 19th. Some teams on the outside looking in. Um, A&M. Yeah, Florida. And m Florida, Iowa State, Cincinnati, who's undefeated. Yeah. Georgia, Miami, Oklahoma, Indiana, Indiana. Yeah, it's should be uh should be interesting. Yeah, that is a not not to be missed game though on December nineteenth. Notre Dame and Clemson. Dude, yeah. I love Notre Dame. I I, I, I want them to win. I want Dude, them to win too. You, I mean I there's really there's a, definitely a lot of college football fans who probably hate Notre Dame. They're just jealous. <laughs> I can't there's no no other way to explain it. Come on, dude. Touchdown, Jesus. Yeah. The Golden Dome, the gold gold spray painted helmets, my friends. Dude. Rudy. Rocket Ishmael. <laughs> Joe Montana. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just Joe naming, Montana went to just, Notre Dame. I'm yeah. just naming names now. Quentin Nelson. He yeah. was, it was great. I think he went to Notre Dame. Yeah. Also, Notre Dame is a factory for offensive linemen. Any NFL teams don't want to draft a good offensive lineman, go to Notre Dame. That's right. Or tight ends. That's right, that gold paint makes better, really good offensive linemen or something, man. Or, or, or the no, water in South tight Bend, ends. tight ends, uh, tight ends, tight ends. The water in Notre Dame, man, makes good, uh, make good players, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, probably. Yeah, gotta love it, gotta love it. Uh, where do you want to go to now? You want to talk about hockey and the restart? January thirteenth, hockey's uh, restarting. Supposedly, I jinxed them into, into restarting the league. You're welcome. Um, you did. Let's uh, let's. Uh, I I guess they've come to an understanding, and I I guess. Although, did I hear that? Did did I, was, is Batman going like the players have to pay back some of the lost revenue? Is that what I'm I, hearing? I, I don't know. Okay, if that were the case, then there wouldn't have been a restart. That's a good point. If that were the case. There wouldn't have been a restart. Um, January thirteenth. 56-game season. It's eight more games than the lockout season in 2013. Yeah. Right. I like 56 is a pretty decent gauge out of good, out of 82. Well, yeah, 56 out of 82. It's good that percentage. That is a pretty good uh, way we can gauge how good teams are. Right. Most of the teams that are in playoff spots at that time usually make the playoffs. So we're looking at in about a month. We started yes. Did they say the amount of preseason or – I don't know just, if there's going to be a preseason. Dang, I like preseason. Yeah, I like preseason because that's where we see the doubles win games, and then we get oh, yeah. all optimistic. Yeah, then you get all optimistic. It's like, oh man, they went like three. They went like three and zero in the preseason. Oh man, we went three and zero in the preseason. Oh yeah, oh bring Lord Stanley to Newark. That's right. Start engraving the names now. Start then, engraving the names, man. It's gonna. It's coming back. <laughs> um, they previously. 
said January 1st, push it back to the 13th. Uh, yeah, how likely do you think this is going to happen? It's sounding good. Yeah, it's sounding good. But. It, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. I'm saying it's it's probably going to happen. Yeah. And I, I want to see, and I, don't get me wrong. Wanna I want to see the see, all-Canada like, division. I, no, not I don't want to say. I mean, the All Canada Division definitely, but oh god, the New Jersey Devils. We're gonna be stuck in the division with the Bruins. Uh the Devils you, play you, like shit you against the Bruins. You mentioned that last week. You mentioned you cringed as you mentioned that last week. Oh, it's god. probably gonna come true. Yes, they traditionally uh, do not play well versus Boston Bruins or, um, yeah, or the Carolina Hurricanes, or like the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a step, a huge step forward, though. At least, Raleigh. At least you're gonna, yeah. Raleigh. Um. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, by the way, the uh, the reverse retro jerseys sold out. They're gone. <laughs> I'd assume they're gone. I the our 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 comp ones probably got lost in the mail because I haven't gotten them yet. I, uh, Adidas, man, you know the address. You know, what, just come send, on, man. Yeah, send I, me. I, I see you have Kevin Smith's address right though. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You have Kevin Smith. What about the what about the other comic book man? Yeah, he's on. on that poster. We are. He's on that poster. Come we on. We uh we yeah, we went up to we went up. Did they make a cereal after Kevin Smith? No, they did not. Did they make a cereal after Kevin Smith? Right. No, they did not. Right. Yeah. No, they did not. Yeah. Did uh, we even went up to the rock and shot an episode up there. That was fun. Skated with Danico. Oh man, that, that must have, that must have been fun. That was fun. Dude, Danico, he's <laughs> gotta be like in the booth. He's hilarious. Yeah, in real life, he's more hilarious. Like, oh, Kenji, you look at what you look at what Kyle Palmieri did down here. <laughs> you know, he takes it right on the tape and he rifles it home. Great stuff. Great shots from this New Jersey team. They're working. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I I can't get enough of some of these jerseys, man. Did the devil's weed jersey that's growing on me? I I like it, man. I've, it's I've the, the weed jersey. I've, it's grown on me so much. I've it's gone the on charm record, of how uh, bad it is. I've gone on record. Yeah, I think I think they're all sold out, man. One hundred eighty. Yeah, buck eighty. That's about what a regular one is, right? Dude. Yeah. Hockey jersey. No, I like so I like expensive. the I like the shade of green. Like a choice PS five or, or a yeah right or, or a hockey jersey. Yeah, it's like a yeah. It's like, well, I'm gonna have to take the PS5, Alex, for uh, <laughs> yeah. for 500. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, go back. I, I just want to marvel at some of these jerseys. Oh yeah, we we did Again, a we did a review we, a couple we weeks ago. Review. But um, how much ones I hate? Dude, the Winnipeg Jets <laughs> waste yeah. potential. Also, the Vancouver Canucks. What waste potential? Dude, go with the go with like the old the stick, man. Dude, go with the like the old ones, like the '94. Those jerseys go yeah, with um, the go with the Pavel Bure. Yeah, well, I mean, I think in general uh, we agreed that they hit more than than they missed on these. Yeah, dude. for the most part, dude. That, I I don't even think they're showing the Avalanche jerseys. Oh no, it's uh, there it is, there it is. That's that's a 
Probably. That's the one of the best hockey it's, jerseys. Yeah, ever. either Nordique or the uh, the where's the oh the Whalers one. <laughs> I, love, I love that one. I just that, oh, I love the Whalers, is, man. The, the, that one that's that one's got to be long gone. I don't even see it on the listing here. <laughs> Probably bugged out. The, the oh yeah, the, all the bots got them. They they switched from the PS5 to the Whalers jersey. Yeah, they're scalping them off for thousand for one thousand a pop. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know that there are like people getting docs on Twitter because they're scalping PS vibes. Hey man, if if and I, they're actually getting robbed, which I mean they deserve it. They absolutely deserve to get robbed. If, if I had for one scalping off PS fives, if I had one, I would I would I'd probably sell it in this day in twenty twenty in this economy. Yeah. As like much when as, you're when you're gasping for every dollar you can, you I can think get. that you just take the safe bet. Which uh, hey man, if someone wants to pay a, a couple hundred bucks extra, uh, and they need it for Christmas, supply and demand, man. Cap- yeah, yeah. Capitalism. Yes, good stringent American capitalism. Yeah, for sure. That's what you do. For you sure. Scalp off. I, uh, speaking of capitalism, uh, anything from the hot stove. Uh, <laughs> Actually, the, so, the, dude, I, the virtual winter meetings are going on right now. I, I, I so there should be some I, good. I don't hear anything on the DJ make you front. The Mets are making some moves. Apparently, they are. Um, will they? Will they get to, George Springer? Um, I'm hearing it's very close. Okay. that the Mets are getting Springer. Will they make a play for Trevor Bauer? Um, they'll try to sign him. Okay. They will definitely try to try to make a push for it. Oh, here we for sure. I um, I saw this the other day. I don't know if do you follow Steve Cohen on Twitter. Dude, dude, oh my god, dude! What the hell is that? Uh, that was cruel. That was just not good. Yes, uh, this is where's where's uh, where's Steve Cohen's Twitter? Well, I, anyways, uh, here we will go to people. Uh, here, Steven, Steven. Steve Cohen met. Um, yeah, Stephen Cohen. Stephen A. Cohen too, um, tweeted on so, December seventh. The good news or the bad news? And what time okay. did you tweet this? Tweet okay, eight forty-three p.m. on two days ago. So it's a Monday night. You just got home from work. Maybe ate dinner. You're selling back. You check Twitter, and your newly signed GM with fourteen billion dollars says, "You want the good news or the bad news?" What is going through your head? Let's. <laughs> what is it? I think the good Cat, news. Catherine. Holy shit! They signed Springer. Okay. Bad news. Good. I don't know what the bad news is. Maybe the Degroms getting Tommy John or whatnot. That yeah. But what the hell, man? This is Dude, not. This, this, this is, is not, not cool. You're this toying is bad with your. PR. You're, you're toying with your famous. First, it was cute. It was oh my god, dude. This guy is not out of touch. Right. This is the most okay. If you looked at Steve Cohen's Twitter account, you would not think that he was a fourteen billion dollar net worth hedge fund. Yeah, he's kind of a goofball hedge fund guy. He's a he's just a guy, right? He's a guy who happens to have fourteen billion dollars, right? I love this. Uh, do you think I should call Sandy to find out what's happening at the winter meetings? Like what the hell? Like, dude, um, Benji, you're not. Yeah, this is your team bro. in touch with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not. He's what? toying. He's clearly toying with the fans, though. Which, um, you know what? I got no stake in this. I kind of like it. I like it. He's messing with them. God, bro, yeah, it's hilarious. You know what this is called? This okay. is called good okay. old fashioned East okay. Coast ball busting. And then, busting. like a few minutes 
later you tweeted, the good news is I think I lost two pounds. Right. It's so like, okay, like, hey, ah, okay, so you, so the, what the hell? What it was like, the bad news is, uh, yeah, I traded DeGrom for a bag of baseballs or something. Like, <laughs> But the bad news is I got nothing to report. Things are developing slowly, so hang in there. That's not bad news. That, that's not bad that's news. Not you can just crap. tweet that out. Nothing's, things are developing. And he's not tweeted since then. Yes, so. yes, for probably good reason. Right. His PR team but, is probably. But talk about, like... Talk about pulling people's chains, though, man. Dude, come that's on. Not, that's not cool. That's not, uh, come on. Is this man. what we expect from this, the Mets ownership? I. You know what? Guy likes I, to have fun, I, though. I mean, so you know what? Have fun <laughs> these spending. These aren't the wool ponds. Have fun but... spending money on blue chip free agents, then. Yeah, have fun, man. No. Uh, dude, but what, I know. what else do you have to laugh at? That your your second baseman uh, got suspended for, for a whole year, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Anyways, but this is the, but I gotta I gotta say this is pretty mean though. Yeah, dude, that's that's not cool. Yeah, men, women, and children in in blue and orange waiting on pins and needles, for waiting this. just so wait, in suspense. I gotta see this. So eight forty three tweets. You know, you want the good news or bad news? The then one minute later, one minute later, the good news is I think I lost two pounds. And then it's like eight forty six, two minutes later, later so the bad news again, another report. I'm like, <laughs> Dude, really? I'm wondering if he was like sitting at dinner with a bunch of big wigs. He's like, hey, check this out. Watch this. Watch this. He's like, hey, watch look this, at this new this. toy I got. Watch this. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It worked. I'm going to follow him. I just start following him. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Dude, Steve Collins hilarious. Oh my god. Um, a- yeah, <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah. Other than that, I'm trying to see if there anything happened on the hot stove. Right. Um, I'm gonna look at Jeff Passan's Twitter account. Okay. Ooh, Mets nearing deal with James McCann. That's well, James McCann, really good catcher. Yep. Really good. So it really sounds like, like they're them. out of the real Muto lottery. And um, the only thing that I'm seeing from Passon's Twitter is uh, Carlos Santana signed with the Royals. So yawn. That happened, I guess. Yeah. Who cares about the Royals? Who cares about the AL Central? <laughs> Who cares about that? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're pr- pretty much nobody. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Lindor, LeMahieu. No word on Bauer. It's been it's been pretty quiet for um, the most part this week, unless you see something that I'm not. And uh, yeah, Lance Lynn. Yeah, nothing nothing too crazy. Um. So yeah, I uh, the uh, everybody else uh, has been. St- Staying put for now, it looks like. Um, I don't. <laughs> yeah, say say Cash. Yeah, say Cashman said he had good news. What do you think it would be? Uh, Brian Cashman even have a okay. Brian Cat. Brian Cashman doesn't have any social media okay. presence. Smart. He's Brian Cashman. He's a GM. He's supposed to lay low and be a be a GM. Yes. Yes. Um, if he tweeted, "I have good news," I'd think, "Oh my God, we you, you finally shelled out the money to resign DJ Lemay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But, oh, <laughs> I haven't signed him yet. I mean, right. bro, what else do I have to say? What else do I have to say regarding the DJ LeMahieu front that 
That, you, that hasn't been said already? That hasn't been said already. Dude, come on. Pay the man. Just pay the man. Pay the for man. For the love of God. Even his the five years that he wants. And I'm seeing ownership start to prepare excuses. It's like the Yankees are operating on a budget, although this is Andy Martino reporting this. He's pretty much the New York version of Bob Nightingale. Right. <laughs> but, dude, there's no what world... Okay, Luke Voigt said that DJ LeMahieu is going to return, but again, everyone well, says Luke that. Luke Voigt ready to gamble that DJ LeMahieu returns. Like, yeah, Luke Voigt's got money to gamble with. <laughs> um, Luke Voigt seems very confident that LeMahieu will be back in 2021. If I was gambling, man, I want to put my money on DJ coming back. I think he wants to be back. I hope he's back because he's one of the best players in baseball. One of the best hitters I've ever played with. I want him in pinstripes for the rest of his career. That's nice. Yeah. That's cool. Whether it happens or not, that's another story. But it, uh, yeah, it's not Luke Voigt's checkbook that, uh, <laughs> that's gotta be, that's gotta be open. No, up. put some of your check, put some of your checkbook in there. Yeah. yeah defer your salary. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> we could, yeah, man, defer your salary. Yeah. You want it to happen? That'll definitely make it happen. Yeah. Right? Especially, uh, yeah, that's probably not happening. So. <laughs> all right well i'll keep watching it's getting it's we're in december though man it's getting Dude, just clock is ticking it's getting really irritating clock is ticking really irritating if and smy's andy martino noted this from an article on yahoo sports that the Yankees are, quote, working on a budget this offseason <laughs> because of the pandemic oh, last season on. the words yankees and budget like I, I don't put those that two together. That shouldn't work. That shouldn't go together. I don't put those two words together. That's all I'm saying. But all right, a budget. <laughs> the Yankees should never work on a budget. The Yankees. Okay. On a budget. Well, I've said this a million times, but okay. the boss were still alive. Yes. That is uh, the word budget didn't exist. Nope. Him. He did not. Well, and it worked out for him. Yeah, you want to, well, granted, uh, there's... Not, not early on. I mean, for every Reggie Jackson sure. and uh, Paul O'Neill, right. there is a Dave Winfield. Yes. Uh, Although Dave Winfield was good. Yeah. He was really good for the Yankees. He just, yeah. just didn't win a World Series, and right. that's how that's how uh, Steinbrenner... Poor, poor Dave Winfield. Poor Don Mattingly. What are you going to do? Um... Well, I'm pulling for you, dude. I, I believe I also believe LeMahieu should be in pinstripes. Uh, even if he's uh, gonna, you don't want him in pinstripes. Even if he's going to kill man. the Orioles, but he kills the Orioles. He does. Well, then you know what? They should just pitch better to him. <laughs> or not, that's a lot easier said than done. Oh, we're not pitched to him at all. So, <laughs> yeah. I, is there anything in the mailbag? I forgot to do it. This oh, way. okay. No, no sweat. <laughs> Yeah, but the house time running is so cheap. He's cheap. Nothing is just, nothing can justify us, man. It's cheap. The Yankees being cheap. Cheap, I never say. thought I'd see the Cheap. Never thought I'd see the day, but again, it's a very weird year. I've heard um, fans say that they're unironically going to protest at Yankee Stadium. Oh, about LeMahieu or ownership about in general? LeMahieu, both. Wow, Mayhew and ownership. Wow, I mean, like I, I've heard pro, I've heard stories. 
I mean, God bless them. I don't know if that would change anything. <laughs> You'd think you're like, hey, they're right. <laughs> yeah, they're right. We should. <laughs> we should. You know, give me that budget. <laughs> just rip it up and throw it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they don't resign DJ Mayhew, I probably won't go to any games this year. Really? I, I probably won't. If they don't, if they don't respect my money. That's how. Should. That's how mad. Would like, be. if they don't respect, if they don't respect my money, right? And if they don't respect the other fans' money enough to where they can respect because again this is a fans we invest in this team every ten dollar flat beer that a fan gets at yankee stadium they're investing in the team yeah and and if they don't care enough about our investment into this team to to um to do something and to, to, and to you know to, this isn't even about going out and getting getting Trevor Bauer. This I'm not demanding the moon right. here. This isn't me demanding that they sign Garrett Cole. Right. But this is about retaining a player that has voiced um his desire, willingness, his yes. desire to stay here. Right. Dude, DJ Almeida is a primarily right field hitter. Yankee Stadium's a short porch. Yeah, exactly. And if he stays here, there will never be another Yankee to wear twenty six again. Right. He's 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 a great player. He's a great. He hitter. could become a Yankee legend. I mean, I I, I say he's there already. But so, what do you do with the legends? You keep them. You keep them, and if. And if they don't respect my investment in this team enough to go out and return the favor to us as fans, then I shouldn't spend any money on them. Yeah, I'll but, give them TV rating because that goes yeah, to the right, network. Right, yeah. But yes, is owned by the Yankees, right, so I guess I lose. No ticket sale, no cheese fries. Just no ticket sale, no Yankee Stadium cheese fries. That right. would be tough to give up. Yeah, I know. But they only That's sign the Mayus. That's sacrifice that They only sign the Mayus. I'm not going to any games. Yeah. All right, not going you heard it here. Not going to unless somebody offers me World Series tickets, which if oh, they don't yeah. resign the Mayhew, they're not getting there. <laughs> oh. They don't resign the Mayhew, they're not getting Ouch. the World Series. I Ouch. don't think about World Series. Ouch, ladies and gentlemen. This is a show that ownership is content with losing in the ALDS and ALCS. Right. Which for Yankee fans, we know that's it's not unacceptable. Good unacceptable. It's unacceptable. It's championship or bust. Right. Every scenario, it's championship or bust, especially with a team like this. All right, I like it. Well, the today's the ninth. Yeah, this quote from Luke Voigt came at two thirty one p.m. today, everybody. So yes, hours absolutely ago, should. He laid I'll down see, the law. I'll, I'll see on Twitter. Yeah. if anything. All right. Is. Yeah, let's see if anything else broke. Um, Lemayhu on the Lemayhu front. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> nothing. Yeah, well, we're heading to the holidays, so although you know the virtual winter meetings are going on, so there's got to be something coming up in the next week. But all right, well, I mean, I don't know. No news is good news. I don't know. However, however you want to put it. So at least, uh, at least, at least we had a couple of things. To sure, all right, this week. I'd like to talk about something. This is more in the okay. esports realm. Go but, for it. But I have uh, heard. A good amount about this. Some um, from my credit goes to my friend who's, okay. a, who's a semi-pro uh, competitive Smash player. Um, I want to talk about Nintendo. I don't know if you've heard about this, but 
But um, they disbanded a very um, popular and anticipated Melee tournament due to it being playing on an emulator. Melee, of course, referring to Smash Bros. Right, Melee. of course. In my opinion, the greatest eSport of all time. One of them, definitely. Like, top, and then, top five, for and sure. Top three. Top three, yes. I, I put it up there with like League of Legends and like Dota or something like that. It's Dota, League of Legends, and Smash. Let's uh, go, okay. Um, and then I, I I wrote a little timeline here. Okay. The hashtag free melee and hashtag save smash okay. campaign start. And uh, of course, this is this is trending on Twitter for like a couple hours, I think. Um, and this this happened like a week ago, but it's, but it's gone on. Uh, See, uh, what's trending? Brie, as in Brie cheese. Okay. Oh, this is for me. Let's go to let's go to trending here and see if there's anything here. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah, a whole bunch of random, Contin- stupid political. Continue. Trend. Um. Yeah. Just the hashtag uh, free mail-in, hashtag save smash. Hashtag trend on Twitter. And. It's um, just terrible, terrible stuff because Nintendo has been horrifically, horrifically um, stingy or stringent toward um, uh, their games being played competitively. Right. Very stringent and they don't like it. They really don't like it unless it's sanctioned under their name. And All right, this, so they just want money. They, they, they want to make money. this leads me to my, to my uh, next part. Um, a Nintendo-sanctioned tournament with a $25 grand prize, by the way, gets disbanded because a team named themselves some variation of Free Melee or Safe Smash. Like, this all comes from information from a Criticals video right. on it. And... Uh, the entire tournament got disbanded because Nintendo is a super greedy, awful corporation. Okay. That, <laughs> and then the team afterward joins a new tournament, completely independently run, that offers a fifteen hundred dollar grand prize. <laughs> okay, and then it gets worse. They then seize and desist a guy who sold Joy-Con shells. So not even controllers. Right, shells. Not even Joy-Con right, controllers. Shells. shells. To honor a YouTuber named Etika. I'm pretty right. sure you've heard about him. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that killed himself over the summer. Right. Yeah. He was a massive promoter of Nintendo's IPs. He played so much Smash. He played. He was an ex- a damn near exclusively Nintendo guy. He was one of their most popular YouTubers yeah, out there. Big cheerleader, yeah. And then to do that and spit on his grave like that? Right. What yeah. the hell? Just terrible. And then, by the way, they removed the entirety of the Mario Galaxy and Mario Kart Wii soundtracks off Gilva Sunner's channel on YouTube. Because Nintendo, for some reason, doesn't put their game soundtracks on Spotify or Apple Music or right. or this, Pandora or point, anything. Might as well. Like, they, so you can only listen to it on YouTube. Right. And well, not they got struck. Gilbert Center's channel was effectively dead. Yeah. 
and I gotta say, man, how does a company go from like I remember I I tweeted something about it, um, because this just stunned me. This just absolutely stunned me. Like I said, um, like I'm not surprised, but I'm also downright baffled. How does a company go from being so universally loved <laughs> to, and respected right, to, to becoming to the Japanese EA? Right. And they're they're contending right now with EA for the most hated game company in America. <laughs> EA, who we know well, who has repeatedly bought licensing agreements and effectively owns a monopoly. Yes. Over the sports game industry. And they and they keep and Nintendo all of a sudden with this shit, they're spitting on their own fans. <sighs> Willingly doing this because oh, it's not sanctioned by our company. Right. So oh, just, my emulator. They want control. Say, how long until Dolphin gets seasoned and desists? How long until nobody can play Game Boy games on their on their PC? Right. Because oh, oh, God forbid! Oh man, oh God forbid! Someone has to play, has to find some way to play Game Boy Advance games. Somebody has to <laughs> find some way to play Pokemon Emerald. Right. When they can't get a Game Boy Advance, because oh, guess what? They don't make them anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> Nobody in is working in Japanese sweatshops making copies of Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Leaf Green, Ruby Sapphire Emerald. Nobody is making those games in sweatshops anymore. Right. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, I just like to draw a line here. I am okay, talking about Nintendo, line. the corporation, right. not Nintendo, the game developer, right. because Nintendo, the game developer in the last few years with the Switch have rebounded tremendously. No doubt. In the last three or four years, you do not, you do not casually just shit out Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, right. Mario Kart Deluxe, Splatoon 2, Smash Ultimate, yep. and Animal Crossing New Horizons yeah. in the span of one console generation and have it be a fluke. Right. There are still tremendous guys over there. <laughs> There's still guys like Shigeru Miyamoto, Ken Sugimori, Masahiro Sakurai. Guys like that who pour their heart and soul in this and I'm sure are devastated at seeing this happen to to the company that was once seen as a gamer's safe haven. Right. Once seen as the gamer's game company. And now they've just become a greedy corporation. I can tell you right now, um, this this company died when Satoru Iwata died. Right. Yeah. Back in 2015 because he was the last bastion. He was a true he was a gamer that happened to be really good at being a businessman. And when Reggie Fizame retired, forget it. That just allowed the whole swamp to come in and corrupt Nintendo and now they're just awful. Yeah. They're awful. Now, and it, it pains me to say it because, again, they still come out with masterpieces. 
Right, but I can guarantee that Breath of the Wild two and the next Mario Kart game, whenever that comes out, yeah, it's um, gonna be that, awesome. That I can guarantee that is gonna be like I just saw a meme. It's the it's the blonde Wojak. Thank you for changing my life. And then the Nintendo logo. <laughs> I literally I hate, hate you. you. Yeah. dude this is stunned dude just so bad yeah dude and the the splatoon community is also getting screwed over here bigly bigly getting screwed over dude it's just so bad no support well just no support for their competitive their competitive games yeah like even bethesda the developer that shout out Fallout seventy six <laughs> respects modding and emulation. They do. I think it's definitely helped them out for sure. And uh, Minecraft yeah. Mojang. Yeah, this is owned by Microsoft. Right, Microsoft, the company is, is starting to embrace their creators and the stuff that they've created, and are starting to put it in the Minecraft. I don't know if it's Java Edition or Bedrock Edition. Right. They're probably putting it in Bedrock Edition because they're desperate to get people to play that garbage right. port of the best game of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. So. It's so. It's such a such a shame because this is that childhood icon for me. Because I grew up with this. I grew up. I grew up with the Wii. Mario Galaxy was how I learned, like, astronomy. Yeah. My first astronomy class was Mario Galaxy. I didn't know what a galaxy was until I played Mario Galaxy. I didn't know what multiple stars were until I played Mario Galaxy. I didn't know what black holes were until I played Mario Galaxy. <laughs> well, you like you just learned everything about science from Mario Galaxy. Yes. I love it. To be fair, that's all the average person needs to Mario. boot up Mario Galaxy. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned about the concept of gravity in Mario Galaxy. Shit, man, that was just that's where I learned about all of my my basic astrophysics. Mario Galaxy. And to think that the same company that made that turned into this. Yeah. Oh. This abomination. We will see what happens. This is just terrible. We will see what happens. Owada is not coming back to life anytime soon. Yeah. And Reggie, who knows if he's going to come back to this. There's real passionate. There are, there are still guys over there. But I doubt that old-ass Shigeru Miyamoto. Also, dude, he's got to be hurt right now. He's he's watching Mario. His, effectively, his, his kid. Right. Because when game developers or writers... Make main characters. They kind of grow close to them. Oh, sure. Like like with George Lucas, you think him watching The Last Jedi, <laughs> you think he, because does him watch it, like what they did a, to Luke Skywalker. I don't think he was having a good time doing that, no. Dude, just because that's like his kid. Yeah. And Shigeru Miyamoto's probably watching Mario being turned into the video game version of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Who is the biggest corporate mascot out of all corporate mascots? Right. So. So bad. Yeah. So bad, dude. It's it, it, it's saddening. It's saddening, and I'm I'm still probably gonna buy a good bunch <laughs> well, of their games. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you will. Yeah, like Mario Kart or, or oh, Breath of the Wild Two yeah. comes out. Breath of the Wild Two comes out. Oh shit! Yeah, it's over. 
you know I'm going to be buying that. I do. Yeah. They're just so bad. So bad, man. I can't. Again, just where whatever the hell happened to. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Trailblazers. And... I don't know, dude. Uh, all right. You got anything else? And um, let me see if anything dropped. Now, apparently, James McCann is drawing interest from the Angels. Oh, right. to John Heyman. And right. We've got bidding war for James McCann. Other check marks. That, yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Bidding war for James McCann. My throat, my throat shot. Yeah. All, All right. right. <clears throat> Anyways, from Ming Chen and a shared universe podcast studio, I'm Cameron Mully. Don't forget to like, subscribe, ring that notification bell, share, follow my Twitter. And as always, stay classy, New Jersey.